Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, and welcome to Therapy Get You Some, where we talk about all things therapy, normalize mental health, and promote healing for black people. I'm your host, Candy Serapro, a licensed clinical social worker and black therapist. Through conversations and revealing insider secrets, we hope to demystify therapy so that you feel comfortable going to get you some. Welcome back. It's August, so you know what this means. It's back to school time. And many parents, children, and teachers in the month of August start to develop the back to school blues. Don't worry, that is totally normal. One thing you need to know about the back to school blues is that is to be expected, and it is not a mental health condition. So most of us are going to have some type of feelings about returning to school. We may be excited. Uh, We may be anticipating a wonderful school year. Um, As parents, we may feel some relief of not having to worry about childcare. We may be, uh, you know, again, anticipating a wonderful school year, excited to the year of growth that our children are going to experience. Uh, As teachers, you may have some, you know, apprehension or anxiety about what type of students you're going to get. You hopefully are also excited, Uh, but any of these emotions are are normal. It's normal for children to feel sad and worried about going back to school, sad at the loss of the freedom for summer, Uh, maybe sad if they're switching schools and and, and changing environments, and also a little bit of worry about what this new school year will bring and what are the expectations. All of those things are really totally normal and nothing that you should be alarmed about. But there are some things you should do, especially as parents. So as parents, the first thing you should do is normalize the the emotions your children Mm -hmm. feel regarding school. Anything that they feel is okay, make sure that they feel it's normal. This is a great time to share maybe a a story of your childhood. We all generally had some worry um, about going to school. I went to school in an era where we didn't wear uniforms. And so, you know, going back to school shopping and things like that brought the excitement on. But then there was also that anxiety about the new school year and what that would bring. So sharing a a story might be helpful to normalize that for your child. Also, providing structure. That is probably the most important thing you can do as a parent. Even before school has started, if the first two or three weeks of August before school starts, you could start putting in a routine of, you know, changing the bedtime a little bit at a time so that they go to bed earlier and then getting them up earlier and having a daytime routine, that is best. If it's school has already started for your child, it's still not too late to make sure that you start to implement structure into their life. That's probably the most helpful thing you can do as a parent. Also setting goals for the school year. I like to make, you know, have our, my children set a goal for the year. What do you want to accomplish? Where do you want to see growth in? That's a wonderful thing to do right before school starts to get them excited about it. And then uh, we can track it, you know, especially if it's a goal that is measurable we can track it to see your growth that can keep you excited 
the other thing you can do about, you know, back to school is to positively reframe it. You know, you can, oh, you're going to big boy school if they're going transitioning from, you know, preschool, maybe to kindergarten, first grade. Oh, you get to be a big boy. Jump into middle school. You know, just what are the advantages of growing up and going back to school? What do they have to look forward to? You know, we have our seniors. They, they get to look forward to graduation and a year of lots of changes. And so those are the things you can do for just the normal, what we would consider normal back to school blues. And if that's what your children are experiencing, you're very lucky uh, because that's common. Now, also common, but... Uh, but something that maybe needs more attention and possible uh, mental health intervention is school anxiety. And some children have an actual anxiety disorder related to attending school. Sometimes the anxiety disorder is fueled by a separation anxiety disorder, especially in younger kids. Some younger kids have an immense fear of being apart from their parents. Uh, some children have not observed, uh, have not developed object permanence, meaning that when an object leaves and they no longer see it, they don't know that the object will return. And so if that is their fear that their mother, father, or whoever the parental attachment figure is not coming back for them, that makes it very difficult for them to attend school. Some children, and, and, and there's no age range on how young this can happen, but definitely uh, more upper middle school and, and even high school sometimes develop social anxiety disorder. And it's an immense fear of, of being in social situations. Well, school is a social situation. You are always going to be in a social environment within school. You may have to speak out loud in school. Uh, you may have to do a presentation. Children who experience anxiety in those situations are going to develop school anxiety. Uh, some children have obsessive compulsive anxiety um, disorder. And the routines and the, the, the rituals or compulsions that are related to that disorder, school negatively affects that. And sometimes it, it, it becomes where they avoid want to avoid school because of the um, obsession, obsessive compulsion disorder. Some people have specific phobias like fear of public speaking um, or fear of certain situations and school might trigger that fear. And of course, school avoidance would be the solution that most children would look for. Um, and then just general anxiety. A lot of children, especially we have um, the research supports the fact that children after COVID have increased feelings of anxiety related to attending school. And it's not necessarily just because of um, fear of germs or fear of catching COVID, but just general fear in, because of the unknown, because COVID was something that was so unexpected and disruptive to children. Um, when your child is experiencing these things, it is not what we consider the normal back to school blues. The normal back to school blues, we would expect give a week or two of adjustment period and your child will be back to whatever their normal level of functioning was about school. Not everybody's going to love school, but they'll you'll be able to get them to go and they will perform as we have expected them to do based on their past experience of um, performance. But anxiety would affect or, or anxiety or depression related um, affects school differently. So with those things, you would notice that maybe they would be, again, an avoidance of school, um, changing behaviors. Some children might become disruptive in class as a way of trying to get, you know, uh, disciplined, maybe possibly even sent home so that they don't have to come to school. Some children become reserved or withdrawn in school. Uh, it can affect their attention. Uh, not able to pay attention, uh, daydreaming, not able to uh, sustain attention for a long period of time, 
easily distracted. It can affect their activity level. Anxiety uh, can and depression can also make you feel restless or um, like keyed up where you're constantly feeling like you have to move. And if you've been listening, hopefully you're keyed into the two things that I'm talking about. Sounds so close to ADHD that that child could be misdiagnosed. And so you want to be with this clear on what is the child experiencing and get your good mental health professional to assess so that the child gets the correct treatment. So it can affect their um, physical symptoms. Sometimes you will have children who are physically ill, headaches, nausea, even to the point of throwing up or diarrhea because of anxiety. It can affect their mood. They will, some children will, you will be depressed and able to verbalize that they're feeling depressed. But some children may just say the word bored a lot. Everything is boring to them. They are constantly in a state of boredom. Uh, they have no interest or pleasure in anything. They don't get any joy out of the things that they normally did enjoy. Uh, they will be socially withdrawn. Uh, so not wanting to engage with friends or, um, you know, turning down invitations to parties and things like that. Or they might be socially awkward and that might bring um, be one of the things you notice that so they are engaging with peers, but it's more of an awkwardness. Younger children, you might see tantrums. And like I said, older children, you might see more disruptive behaviors. Um, all of these things are associated with anxiety and depression and that they may play out at school. And so sometimes the parent, as a parent, you may not see it because it's not related to being home. It's related to being at school. So if you're a teacher and you notice these things, one, your job isn't to diagnose, it's to tell your parents what you're seeing. So don't say, hey, I think your child has ADHD. You would say, hey, I noticed that your child is not able to sustain attention and not paying attention. They seem to be daydreaming. Uh, they're keyed up and restless. I think that they would benefit from some type of intervention. If you're lucky enough to have a school counselor at your school or a school social worker, this would be a great time to tag them in. If you see any of those things I'm talking about, because the difference between anxiety, school anxiety and school depression is that they're not going to resolve in the one or two weeks that we're talking about of adjustment. They're going to continue, but and they may even get progressively worse, right? Um, as a parent, the things that you can do is be an open space that they can talk. As a parent, I think the car ride to school and the car ride home from school is the best place because they have the undivided attention. Most schools don't allow children to bring their devices. So they don't have that technology that's interfering. You may have a radio in your car. You can cut that off and just let them know, hey, this is your time. We can talk about whatever you need to talk about. You can normalize their feelings. You can maybe even have, give them tips on how to overcome what they're feeling. Or if you're feeling like this is beyond something that is your scope uh, as a parent, you can identify a mental health professional and uh, bring your child for further evaluation and treatment. So the first step is somebody needs to recognize, because sometimes these children get labeled as being bad or they're pretending, or you know, like somebody might say they're just faking, they're not really sick, or they may even go down the road of getting, you know, evaluated by a physical health doctor, and it's really something that needs to be addressed in mental health. So the first thing is to recognize, and the way you recognize is one, look for patterns, um, the easiest thing to do is also talk with your child and ask them more about what they're experiencing. So I know you told me every day at two o'clock, you get a headache. Tell me more about what you're experiencing. 
oh, that seems like that's math class. That's also a class where you have academic concerns. Do you think that the headache might be related? Children, even as young as kindergarten, are able to, to, to tease those things out and have those conversations with you as a parent if you're open to doing them. So the next thing you can do is provide safety and structure. School is not negotiable. Uh, and as a parent, you know that. So don't pretend with your children that it is. It's one of those things that by law, you are required to place your child in a school, not necessarily the school they attend. So if for whatever reason you feel the school they attend uh, needs to be changed, that's perfectly fine. You have, a, as a parent, every right to decide where your child will be educated. But we don't get to decide if our child will be educated because that is a, it's a law that we have to have our children in school. And so that's one of the places where you provide that structure of you have to go to school but these are the things maybe you can control. We can control, you know, whether or not you go to before care, after care, whatever within within your control. Maybe those are the things you can control. You want to provide safety by verbally saying, you know, this is safe for you to talk to me about anything, but also by demonstrating safety. If there's an issue at school, going to have it addressed, talking to whoever is in charge and uh, having great communication between you and the school. Um, and then the other thing is to be very aware of what's going on at the school because sometimes the anxiety or, and or depression uh, are related to things that are happening in the school environment and you may not know um, and the teachers may not know because the child your child has not told anyone so if bullying is happening we would expect that there would be some anxiety and or depression related to being bullied at the at school so you want your child to know that if that is happening, one, what is the definition of bullying? And two, that they can always come to you and that you will address it appropriately so that they don't have to have a fear of going to school. Some children have just have problems getting along with other children, and that can cause you to feel anxious. If you feel outcast or isolated, some children are naturally friendly children. They know how to make friends. Making friends is a skill, and not every child has that skill just innately. But that skill can be taught. This is another area that if there is a school counselor or school social worker, it would be a great time to tag them in to say, hey, I think my child may need some help with social skills um, because I think that's why they're having this school avoidance problem that is also causing them to have anxiety about going to school. So nobody wants to go to a place and spend an entire day feeling isolated and alone. So you would normalize that, but then you would try to provide an intervention but not say, hey, you don't have to go to school because that wouldn't be true. So we want to be honest with our children. Academic problems. So if anybody has ever tried to do something that is very stressful for them for a long period of time, and what we're asking our children to do if they have any kind of academic concerns is seven hours a day, stress their brain out, um, then I would probably want to avoid that too. So anything you can do to help your children academically, especially if they have academic concerns, that's going to help with the feeling of anxiety and depression. If you know your child has a diagnosed academic um, academic issue, providing outside tutoring is very, very essential in addition to whatever the school is offering, um, but also finding other opportunities for them to feel very successful. So they may not be uh, you know, an A student, where a C student is considered average, and most of us are average. So if they're a C student, that is, that may be acceptable, but find other places where they can feel like they're a star. So everyone has talents and giving your child the opportunity to develop all of their talents 
and be well-rounded is probably the best thing you can do for that. So some children go to school and they excel at sports or they're part of the drama club or they're an excellent artist. You want to feed that and you want to make sure that you provide the positive reinforcement for that. Um, and also you want to be able to tell the teachers, listen, my child may have um, have some difficulties in math and they might require overlearning or they may require more time in the math department, but they're an excellent artist and give them opportunity to display that as well you know, within the, the, the limitations of the school. Uh, so anytime a child has academic concerns, we would expect that they may have some anxiety and or depression related to that because it is very, very stressful. And so you wanna provide stress relief. Some children can come straight home from school, go right into doing homework. Those children generally are excelling in school, but children who have struggled all day in school to keep up or to keep where average is, they may need a break and a relaxation. So giving them a brain break when they get home from school before starting homework, asking for any type of academic um, accommodations plan, if it is a provided from the school, is also something that you should talk with the teachers about if your child is experiencing anxiety and or depression related to school. Because the most important thing is that your child learns. And everybody on this team, you, your child, and the teacher all agree that the most important thing is your child learns, right? And again, mental health services, if they're available in a school, that is the best place to start. That is wonderful. Hopefully your child's school has those services. Um, if they are not available in the schools, there are places outside of the school that you can get mental health services. So we wanna beat the back to school blues and the way we're gonna do that is by, you know, just taking time to adjust in these next few weeks. But we also want to be very aware that not every child is experiencing those back to school blues and those who are experiencing anxiety and or depression related to going back to school. We want to provide them the services that they need. Listen in as I interview KJ about going back to school and the back to school blues. Are you having the back to school blues, KJ? Um, I'm starting to get a little more excited, a little more happy now. Mm -hmm. like 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 more exciting in it like like that okay so you're feeling more excited what about because a lot of kids are nervous about going back to school nervous about the first day of school are you feeling any nervousness a little but i think i can like just calm down and keep going on oh good i'm so glad you feel so i'm hearing confidence that's making me excited all right so i'm gonna back up what grade are you going to fourth Fourth grade, and what's going to be different about fourth grade? So you're leveling up, like you have to. It's, the things are going to get harder and harder and harder, but you have to keep going until you finish the whole school year. So I heard you say you have to persevere. That's a big word, but that's the word I heard you say when you say keep going and finish out the school year. Um, and I heard you have a lot of confidence that you're going to do well this school year. Yes. All right, so we, we're starting off the school year with some goals. What are your goals for the fourth grade? Um, getting all A's and, and one and a few more subjects than last year. Getting all A's, I love it. What else? Um, like winning a few more competitions. Okay. Um, like, like getting ready to do more stuff, conquerate, destroy. <laughs> always be ready for anything you okay so you're gonna be ready for anything for fourth grade so fourth grade is the year the theme sounds like be ready is be, yeah. be ready so that way you don't have to get ready but i heard you say like the way you're dealing with your nerves or 
You're just trying to calm yourself down. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. That's a really important skill for all kids to know. So hopefully you can teach kids about how to deal with being nervous and how to calm themselves down. All right. So what's the first thing you do to calm yourself down? I'm breathing in and out. So pause. Can you show kids how to breathe in and out? Yes, I can. Okay. So you breathe in and you breathe out. And what I notice you're doing is when you're breathing in, your belly is blowing out. And when you're breathing out, your belly is blowing in. So your belly is moving. Because you want to like put yourself forward so you can like get a little more air out. You want to get all the air out. And I noticed you were going really slow. Yeah, you want to get slow. That's, that's just the other helping to like make sure you get you calm down. Because mm -hmm. if you do fast, you won't always calm down. So it's important to take the breaths to be slow and to get, like you said, to get more air. So make them very deep breaths. Yes. Okay, so is there anything else you do after you take your deep breaths? Um, I like to like um, zone out, mm -hmm. restart my mind game. So, so like, cause you're going really fast, but I want us to take a time to really sit with that. So you, so you say you restart your mind game. So you think of your game, your mind like a game, and you realize that if things aren't going the way you can, you wanted to, you can just pause the game. Yes. Or you can restart the whole game and start back over? Yes. Okay. And is there a trick to how you do that? Or is it something you just learned how to do on your own? Um, just close your eyes, relax, think of nice things. Think of, also you can think of some smart things. Okay. Do you have things that you like that you think of? Um, I like to think of like Albert Einstein, that for smart thing. Okay, Albert Einstein is what you think of. Okay, and what do you think of when you think of nice things? Nice things, I think of like um, new stuff, like fun stuff, like water slides, all kinds of stuff. Okay, you think of fun things that you can do? Yes. And those, between breathing, restarting your mind, restarting your mind game, thinking of nice things, that generally helps you to get calmed down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Has you ever had a time when you did those things and it didn't work? Um, well, when, when I had to like, when, like when it was like, sub, like, it, like the hardest test of the school year, mm -hmm. that was called ACP. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that was, it was like, it was a 59 test mm -hmm. and it was really hard. Okay. And that, Sometimes on the test didn't work. Okay, and so what did you do when the breathing didn't work and the restarting your mind didn't work? Because you survived that test. Yes. Okay, so what did you do? Well, I I just I just tried to do everything that I could, mm -hmm. and I just tried to get as much things as as you could. Because it wasn't for a grade; it want, it was to see how smart you are. Okay, and so you kind of what I'm hearing you say is again another big word is you use rationalization. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which means you looked at it rationally and realized this is not for a grade. This is just a test to see how smart I am, and that's how you calm yourself down. Um, is there anything else you did? Um, like I did a few more things. I tried. I tried looking at it as closely as I can mm -hmm. and like re-seeing it 
because sometimes I miss word, word some things. Okay. And so you would give it another look over and then you would take your time and be careful and read it, like read it with cautiousness instead of just reading it quickly. Especially when they're like, some tests that they gave you a paper and all the answers were on the paper. Mm. And I will really um, not see some things like the answer. So mm. I relook it and, and mostly see it. Okay. So what I'm hearing you, not only you're doing, you're giving test taking tips. Yes. Which is helpful. If you know how to take a test, that's going to help you to calm down. So if you have tips on how to take a test. Now, kids have emotions, right? Yep. What emotions do you feel most of the time? I mostly feel sadness, happiness, excitingness, madness, pretty much all of them are all the emotions. You feel all the emotions, sadness, happiness, excitedness, madness. Is there one of those four that you just listed that you feel most of the time? I'm, I feel most of the time happy and sad. Happy and sad? Are they like equal or is one more than the other? Um, I usually be happy and sometimes sad. Okay. So usually you're happy and then sometimes you're sad. Yep. Do you know what kind of things make you happy? Um, um when I get new stuff. Okay. Um when when somebody that I haven't seen for a long time comes. Mm-hmm. And like just being excited. Okay, being excited makes you happy. What kind of things make you sad? Um, when, like, what, like, when I get in trouble, I kind of get sad mm -hmm. or mad sometimes. Sometimes you get mad when you get in trouble. Okay. And, and, and when, like, when somewhere I can't go, got got closed okay and really wanted to go mm. are you talking about what happened this morning yeah kind of mm -hmm. how did you deal with that so you were disappointed this morning because you had plans to go and see the saints practice but the weather made it get canceled yes okay but, but it still made but to make up for i got a new toy Okay. That's super fast. Goes like it's an RC car that goes like forty nine miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Really fast. So you were disappointed, and the way you dealt with disappointment was you got a car, a, a, a toy. Yep. Okay, pretty cool. And I got we we ate lunch. We got we got good breakfast. Mm. And yeah, we just we just we all was grateful that we did it. Okay, so you were able to have gratitude that you were able to do other things instead. I wanna go back to emotions. Sometimes people think there are bad emotions. Are there bad emotions? Um. Yeah, being mean. Being mean is a, it's a behavior that's bad, but what about emotions? Is it okay to feel mad or angry or upset or frustrated? Um, it's not okay to be mad all the time, angry. Mm -hmm. Um. Sometimes it's not good be jealous. Okay, so jealous is something that's not good. Like um, another not good one is like, like, like frustratingness. Mm -hmm. So what if I told you all emotions are good? 
and that even though sometimes the behaviors aren't aren't okay but it's okay to feel all of those things because that's part of being human yes you agree with me or you disagree i agree oh, okay so you would agree that there are no bad emotions yes but that sometimes as a kid you don't know what to do with your emotions yes mm -hmm. and so how are you learning to manage your emotions um just just forget about it and be humble okay forget about it and be humble do you have advice for other kids who are trying to deal with their nerves because they're going back to school just like you are yeah what advice do you have for those other kids just just be humble mm -hmm. like just just be happy that god made you be grateful and just be happy that like you're like we're all the same we're and we're all different mm, okay can you tell me one thing that you are looking forward to that you're excited about going back to school one reason um i'm excited about like about all the new things i may come up to okay so learning some new stuff yeah do some different science experiments mm -hmm. you love science and hoping that we can um like last year we couldn't go on a road a road trip because like um covid mm. so hoping y'all can do field trips yes mm -hmm. well i want to thank you for being my guest today i also want to encourage all parents to talk to their children about going back to school and about emotions and how they feel and do check-ins now just tell everybody how often do i check in with you about your feelings um like some like mostly often mostly often mm -hmm. and how often do i help you if you're having a feeling and you don't know how to deal with it um at pretty much every time pretty much every time right so would you encourage kids to talk to their parents about their feelings and, and get help yes mm -hmm. and at your school is there somebody that helps with feelings and emotions if you have problems you me yeah that's right i'm the school counselor but wouldn't you suggest that they go talk to the school counselor yes. if they need it good good any last things you want to say before we get off of here i'm just like stay humble always be grateful that god made you okay all right all right so thank you guys for joining us this week and good luck with everybody going back to school see you later Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.